What's up, Dashley fam? How the heck are you doing, Ash? Yeah, welcome back to just another ordinary day. On taking sides with the Dashleys. Bitch. Dallin is drinking a crystal light out of a mug the size of his head. Thank you, Texas, for providing the things that other states don't provide. Everything's bigger in Texas. That's what the mug says. Everything's bigger in Texas. See, Dallin's ready to move. We're going on a road trip. Speaking of road trips, um, we have somebody that called you out, Ash. What'd they say? Somebody said this. They said, go listen to your podcast at 22 minutes and 45 seconds on the episode, planning a road trip with kids. P.S. I'm not mad. I'm just amused. <laughs> That's what they said. Is it me? <laughs> no. What did I say? I'll play it right here, right now. I love Fort Wilderness. I just don't want to ever own a trailer. It's uh-huh. just... I would just rent one before I own one. But I love cabins. I I don't do it's like trips. the best of both worlds. And you said you'll never buy a camper. Dallin wore me down. <laughs> was it me? Yeah. Wearing you down? It was you. And then for a while we were like, we don't need to move. We'll just get a camper. So I thought my only way of going to warm climates was a camper. For the record, though, I had many stipulations upon buying a camper. And it was that I would not... I. We reverted back to the, like 1940s gender roles in the camper, and I do not... Hey, you don't have to... You can define your own roles in your family. Right. That's part of running a successful family is you just come up with your systems and processes and roles, but you just come up with them together instead of letting society or your church or whatever define them for you. Right. So like I just like... I grew up with trailers, and I'm not like... All I'm saying is my parents got in a lot of spats about trailer maintenance spat. and setting up. Here's the thing about new trailers, though. You don't need to level them, which caused many a just stressful moment in for my parents, like leveling a trailer with a crank like Trish, where's the bubble? And like my dad yells from behind the trailer underneath it, cranking it up with a jack. So they don't do that anymore. They also are easier to hitch, which was also a moment of contention. Well, we have the Anderson Ultimate hitch. We don't have the traditional pin, yeah. pin box. I don't even know. And you like can have a setting on your trailer where it goes right to where your truck needs it to be yep. as far as height. All of these things, I feel like the trailer companies went to marriage therapists and they were like, what are couples saying about <laughs> what trailers? Are what are people getting divorced over the most <laughs> yeah. about our trailers? What do we need to fix? And they're like, I hear a lot about leveling. <laughs> yeah. No, I was very like explicit with Dallin. Up. I was like, you need to know how to work this thing because I don't want to fight about it. And I don't want to like be in the middle of nowhere and not know how to do yeah, it. No. And- so we've just decided that Ashley, once we pull into the campsite, Ashley handles the kids and well I mean but you're good at also like all right are we good to open the slides are we good yeah, to like, like I this know and how that? To help. but I just handle all the outside the the water stuff and I just, electricity I, like, stuff stay out of and his Ashley kind of sets up camp inside I feel like we have a pretty good process no, but no, my... I just have a lot of anxiety about all these things because it would be like what made my parents fight with each other so I'm like I'm always just... like Dallin, are you okay? It's Do like you need anything? Thing, it's this thing in Ashley's head that's going to take forever and it's going to be super stressful. No, I just but once we think pull it's going to make us fight. I mean, it takes like 10 yeah, minutes and then so we're fast. pretty much just like, all right, cool, we're here. And I don't question him. I'm just like, is can, is it working and good? <laughs> and he says yes, and I turn on the water and stuff. Yeah. 
And but yeah, our our um twenty twenty fifth will it probably does have a few more fancy features than your parents that one that made them fight so much. Also, like I underestimated Dallin's countryness. Like I knew you grew up in Colorado till you were eight, right? And I knew 13. you worked on a oh thirteen. I knew you worked on a farm for a little bit. I just didn't like. For me, in my mind, pulling a trailer. You just thought I was a city slicker. We are. We live in like a metropolis Damn. of Salt Lake. Yeah. We live in a like. But ver- that doesn't mean I don't know how to do cool stuff if like you, pull trailers. I just didn't know this about you. If you look at our neighborhood, you would not be like, oh, there are a lot of country boys in this neighborhood. You wouldn't say that to yourself. People who live in cities know how to pull trailers too. <laughs> I, if they've had the experience. Uh, all I'm saying is I didn't... Dallin had... Maybe you just joked with me too much and you were like, yeah, one time I pulled a trailer that was empty in a field and I just took that as truth and fact. And I was very like... I don't know. I also know you just are brave. I am not brave when it comes to pulling the trailer. I don't do it because it makes me want to throw up and poop my pants. And like, I just assume everyone feels that way and you don't, you're just like, yeah, it makes me feel alive when I'm pulling that thing. Dallin turns into Tim, the Toolman Taylor when we're camping. He's like, like, I just feel like a man. Like, tell us about hop your... in my giant truck and pull yeah. my giant trailer. He goes out there and like hooks up our sewer and flushes a tank or two. And he's just like, he there we go. is just like Charles Ingalls building a homestead. Oh, yeah. In the wild frontier. Whatever makes Ashley love me, I let her use those. Those. Um, Charles Ingalls was a man. At, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Use those. Uh, I don't know what word I'm looking for. Dallin would never compare himself to Charles. Comparisons, Ingalls. I guess. What would you say? How? Who do you feel like when you're doing a trailer? Me. He's like a farmer in the old west. A cute little farmer boy. Charles Ingalls was a man. Charles Ingalls sounds good. I haven't seen. He tamed the wilderness. Home on the prairie, but home I, on the prairie. Lands you of seen the that show. land before time. What's it called? Land before electricity. Land before the prairie. <laughs> <laughs> Laura Ingalls Wilder is just somebody that I hear you talk about all the time. Dallin and I first became friends. We knew each other for like two weeks before. But we first kind of like um, became friends. Like I was like, hey, you should come hang out with us in Minnesota, mere miles away from Laura Ingalls Wilder's hometown. So she, it's a special, it's a special place for us. Yeah. I was like, I had no idea. <laughs> Maybe we'll go there someday. We were there in Minnesota. Right before the college where we worked at, there was a sign that said, Laura Ingalls Wilder's homestead this way. I wasn't in Minnesota with you. Oh, that's right. Yeah. The next week I met Dallin. Mm -hmm. So it's not a special place for us. Yeah. Who do you have in your mind? I really thought it was you. I was imagining like how we went to go get chili and spaghetti. But now that I'm saying it. That was in Cincinnati. They do that in Ohio, not Wisconsin, not Minnesota. Mm -hmm. That is a... An Ohio thing, chili yeah, on spaghetti. So, and now that I'm saying it, I'm realizing it was Ohio. Yeah. All right. This one, um, let's see. This is from Annika. I was just making sure I could I could use okay. her Okay, different name. lady than the one who called me out. It's true. 
Oh, the one that called you out, her name was Megan. She was just laughing. It's true. I've changed. She said, Ashley, you said you'd never buy a trailer. Dallin swore to me that it would be a positive family experience and that we wouldn't get a divorce over it. And And it has been. It has been. We got a sweet trailer. Also, the the Razor is really fun to have with us, too. The side by side. Sometimes I'm like, would I rather have a bunkhouse? Really? I think it would be really nice. I don't think you would because it is a bunkhouse. Yeah, it's just like annoying. It's just so much nice room back there. Up and down, and okay, it takes two minutes. I'm just saying, like me and my heart sometimes wonders if I'd rather have a spacious bunkhouse with storage. Yeah, that's all I'm saying, Dal. That's valid, and I validate (laughs) you. Get better at therapy. Okay, hey, Dal and Ashley, I've watched all your vlogs and just started listening to your podcast. My husband and I got married on July 26th, 2020. After what a fun time! Oh yeah, just right in the heat of things. After having to postpone and change the date of our wedding multiple times, man, uh, referring to COVID for everybody listening to this podcast years from now, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but if you're alive right now, as this comes out, you will understand that it was the pandemic sweeping the world. Everyone was was so excited for summer and then the world shut down. Like, oh yeah. It was all very stressful and tiring. We ended up having a small wedding of around 11 people in his parents' backyard. I believe we are beginning to get out of the honeymoon phase, and it is hard. I grew up in a divorced household, and now my mother's current relationship isn't going well either. That has led me to have some of my own problems. I'm get, just because like people look to their parents as their primary example of what a marriage looks like. Yeah, like That's hard. the one that you're around the most. That's where you kind of learn things. That's where you of... see things play out. Like the religion Dallin and I grew up in, you know, like this could be like a double-edged sword, but it worked out well for us. Like marriage was forever. Like you can get divorced, but it's like, no, like you, this is an eternal marriage. Like you stay together thick or thin issues have to be like really bad for it to be an issue that's divorceable or at least that's what it was in my mind. And I feel like that got us through some crap. Mm Mm-hmm. That if we didn't grow up with that perspective, um, we might have been like, oh, this isn't really working. Yeah. That, that, com- that commitment in both of our minds definitely yeah. helped. But yeah, lots of Mormons get divorced too. No, yeah. I'm saying that I just had like it like there's like I was never like. We, it, because we both had that commitment in our mind, it definitely helped us. Yeah. Let's see what uh, what's going on here. That led her to have some of her own problems. I am in counseling. Oh, okay. I am in counseling for those, but we all know that fixing deep-rooted problems takes time. That's for sure. I am currently in school and my husband is not. We both work on my family's farm. Oh fun, my gosh. And that is Dream where life. most of our problems reside. Let's see. I am one that is always on time and works very hard. He is more relaxed and less worried about doing things wrong. I have begun to find myself assuming the worst of him in specific situations. She's starting to resent him in a, around a few things. Are you trying to like make sure you're like it would stress me out because I wouldn't want my family to think Dallin was like lazy or a bad worker. Because there's the there's stereotypical farm family like we get up before dawn, we wake the roosters up and we're out already doing everything. Uh-huh. I don't know. Well, I just would be if if like you like she knows her family's standard of work. Like she grew up on this farm, I'm assuming. And he didn't grow up that way. So it might be kind of rough covering for him or trying to help them think he's like a great worker. And 
Well, I wonder, she says, for example, if he doesn't come into work, I assume he's at home playing games, pretending he doesn't have responsibilities. But when I contact him, I find out he's actually really sick. I feel so bad when I think these terrible things about him. My family that I work with will also put some of these ideas in my head or things I see online from other people. Do you have any tips on how to believe the best in your partner? Thank you so much, Annika. Well, well, that's good that you're recognizing sh- it. That's really yeah, good. Yeah, but like also like this is his job. Like he should call if he's not coming in. Like it shouldn't be a guessing game for the record. Yeah, it takes two to tango, but it's good that you're recognizing like some like a tendency that you might have to because your fam like like I think Ashley guessed it pretty well earlier. Like you grew up on a farm and you have this like family culture basically of being really hard workers. And it sounds like your parents have thrown out a few jokes or underhanded comments about him that are kind of like, and like you grew up siding with your family. So it's only natural to like start to kind of think those things in your head. And And he might be a bad worker too. Like maybe, I don't know, but like she's feeling bad that she called him assuming these things in her head, but he was actually just sick. Mm -hmm. I mean, I do this to Dallin. What? I think you do it. I don't know if you do it to me. Like if I'm like oh, with the kids sometimes and things are like, I don't know. There's times when like I can't find out. I don't know where Dallin is and it's a rough day and I'm just, okay. Um, Like Dallin's the one who works downstairs. Right. And I, and it's just like hard to always believe he's working his hardest and fastest now that he needs to. And like, we, so, I would sometimes come down and like ask him about what he was doing and it would bug him kind of. And I just kind of had to stop. I think you just have to stop and like, yeah, you might have these thoughts, but it's not your job to be in charge of him. Like you're not his boss. You're like, Dallin and I are partners. I'm not like even with school now when Dallin's in school, it's just part of my tendency to be like, Hey, are you getting that done? Like, are you getting your assignments in on time? Are you doing okay? Are you studying enough? Mm-hmm. And I just have to like release it. Like I did it with the trailer. Like I do not have, like, it's all in his realm. I just had to give him his, this is on him. And like, maybe he's a crappy worker and he doesn't show up up on time and he doesn't do his job right. But like, and it sucks that you're married to him because it kind of, if, if he is all of these things, like it sucks that, you know, like you're kind of attached to that and people might judge you because of him, but you like, it's not your job to protect him and it's not your job to parent him. And it's not your job to, you know, like be in charge of his success. Like that's all in his sphere of control and not really yours. And I think at least for me, when I've like tried to micromanage Dallin. you're feeling like annika might be slipping into trying to control her husband or feel like she takes upon her him. takes upon her his responsibilities or or like you're maybe she is caring about how he looks to her parents and trying to stay on top of him to but like trying to control him basically but know, in reality just she just kind of needs to trust you're him. in a marriage and like how much money he makes and how much money you makes comes together and that's how much money you make together and it like things are affected and it's hard not to be like you could be better show up on time are you doing enough work harder like especially if you're more of a type a personality like it's just that's what's hard when you both have the same job 
That too. When you're partners. Maybe you shouldn't work at the family. Maybe, I don't know. It sounds like he's not thriving in the situation. Maybe he should figure out what's better for him. Like, you don't want to tell your husband all of the expectations and stuff, but also you work together. It's kind of like you have to separate your relationship from work. (laughs) And I get, okay, so we have the same thing. Like, we talked to our therapist about working together, and he said you have to put your relationship first. Well, also, we had a big separation. Like, we were like you're in downs in charge of back end stuff. And I don't, I like try not to even ask a lot about it. Like, how's it going? I'll ask or you have to define because you're slipping into one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse, which are the four things that almost guarantee eventual divorce. If you don't root them out, which is contempt. Like contempt is when somebody says something, you're some automatically assume the worst. You're like disgusted at them. Like, ugh. Like, and seriously, why would you even yet, say that? And it doesn't sound like you're that bad yet, but you're starting to be maybe be critical. And criticism is another one of the horse, the four horsemen, the really bad things to slip into a, a relationship. And so the antidote to those things is building a culture of gratitude and appreciation and saying how you f- and, and identifying the good things that they do, focusing on those. And just and trusting that they're doing the best thing. Trusting. So, even yeah. if they're not like, oh, I'm going to trust that you're you know, like best intentions, doing the best thing. Yeah. So like just, I'd say maybe if you're slipping into this habit, start to think about what you're grateful for, what you appreciate about them and focus, like try to identify the good. And then when you have that foundation of love in your relationship, you can say, you can separate the people from from the problem and be like, all right, we're getting, we this work needs to get done. Like let's tackle, let's decide how we're going to do this together um, and it hasn't been done as good as it needs to the past few days. Just talking about the work, not like you didn't do this as good as you needed to the past few days. This has been slipping the past few days. My parents noticed it. Like, let's talk about how we want to tackle this together so that it can get done. What do you want to do? What do I want to do? What can I cover for you while you're sick? Like making it you two versus the problem rather than making him the problem. And then instead of you having to control him all the time or check up with him all the time, you guys just have a little unsexy meeting talking about your roles and your responsibilities together and what you're each going to have ownership over instead of like you always needing to follow up with him. And then if you still define those very clearly and he keeps slacking like over time, maybe he's not thriving here and you got to figure out something else. But if he has ownership over his own specific roles. He knows what's expected of him. He knows that you're not going to like hound him all the time about it. And he has autonomy over these things. Like that's where I thrive when I know that I'm trusted to do something. I know it's expected of me and I'm just trusted to go do it. Then um, maybe some of the little things don't matter if you would have done it a different way. Like maybe you can just look past it, like just let it slide and just trust, trust him. You know, that's what I was going to say. Like, me and my mom are really great examples. My mom is very clean, very organized, very like detail particular. So like we could go and make lasagna, right? My mom in her house, me in my house, and we could both make a really great lasagna, but the way we would do it would be very differently. And like our methods and like how cl- how like organized we were, clean we were, how we went about doing things. But And I, again, like we don't know much about what's going on. That's been a hard thing for me to learn. Like even just with Dallin, like how, what, how he does things with the kids or how he does things with work or how he does things with school are potentially like very different 
how he executes it than the way I would do it. Like even with school, he was reading his syllabus and he was reading through it like really fast. And, and how I would do it is I would like highlight and take notes and put like things on my calendar. And I even, I told him, I was like, I can't even do this with you because it's stressing me out. Like I can't not like be like, what are you doing? This is not, you're going to fail. Like that's yeah. what I, my mind was telling me he's going to fail. But I had to just be like, I can't be, I can't do this with you because you're, it's like, it just stresses me out, but he's good. He's fine. Like he's doing great. It's just his own way. Maybe. Um, and again, we don't know all the details, but maybe try that. Like, just try being like, I trust you. Like, I know you can do this. You're going to do it different than me probably. And maybe even different than my family, but like they hired you. If they're not satisfied, they'll let you know, but like, I'm just going to let you do your thing and, and hopefully it's great. Mm -hmm. Also, just to be clear, I don't think it sucks that you're married to him. When I said that sucks, you're married. It sucks that you might be in like, kind of like a boss position over him because you grew up on this farm and you knew everything. And you, that makes more sense. I was kind of like, whoa, that's a little harsh. No, and it just like sucks that like you have to be in this position nobody as like wants an in-between to be the super, person. Nobody like, wants their spouse to be their supervisor. Yeah, that's what sucks. It, it throws off the balance of like the marriage relationship, which is the most important where you're equal partners. Yeah. Like if he was just doing his own thing at a, at and even just confusing. a different farm or like a different job, you could just be his hype girl and just cheer him on. And, but it's just hard because you have your family on one side and you know all about it. Cause you grew up on the yeah, farm. You know exactly how your family wants yeah, things and hard. what they tolerate. It's just hard. And that, that could, that could and that's hard for him too. Any like, family business. he doesn't have a lot of space to kind of learn how to mm-hmm. do it on his own, or like he yeah. might be like more afraid to make mistakes. Like or if you to- went to your husband and be like, "Look, honey bunches, I love you so much, and I know the last thing you would ever want from me is to try to control you or tell you what to do. Nobody likes that. I don't want to do that to you because I love you, and I want our marriage to always be first. We're in this weird job where we're both working together on the farm, and." I just want to like clarify what I'm going to take ownership of and what you have ownership over. I'll answer any questions you may have or my parents glad to answer any questions, but I just want to make things super clear so that you're not like, so I'm not always needing to follow up with you because I feel like I need to sometimes and it stresses me out and I think that stresses you out and I just want to trust that you got your roles. I'm here to help anytime, but I don't want to I don't want to be the, yeah. I don't want to be breathing down your neck the whole time. And if he, like, if he sh- doesn't show up for work, like, maybe you'll think in your head he's playing video games, but in your text, be like, hey, are you okay? Yeah. Did something happen on the way to work? Like, don't, it's, you can't control all your thoughts. So, like, but don't act on the ones mm-hmm. that you don't have any yeah. reason to act Sometimes on. I, if I'm stressing about a bunch of little things, I just think of that video. Did you watch that video in science class or your, did you get assigned to watch a video as a homeschooler where it starts on this two, this couple laying on a picnic blanket at a park somewhere. And then it zooms out slowly to see like just the, the city that they're in. And then it zooms out 10 times more to see the earth that they're on. It zooms out 10 times more. You see like a planet next to them. Then it keeps zooming out. You eventually see our tiny little solar system, which already is ginormous, takes so many years to get like, what, how long has the rover been trying to get to Mars and it finally got there? You know, like so huge. And then, but it zooms out more to see our little, our little part that we are in, in the, in our galaxy, zooms out to see our entire galaxy, 
zooms out like it's starting to zoom out ridiculously fast like light this years and like light years a 30 minute segment <laughs> zooms out <laughs> zooms out zooms out zooms out to see freaking like all uh-huh. the stars in our like millions of stars in our tiny little galaxy then it zo- starts zooms out even more to see like millions of galaxies each with millions of stars zooms out again and then it zooms out again to see like our ridiculously unfathomably humongous universe no it's just like mind-blowing to think that i'm stressing about this little problem on this tiny little earth when i'm just a speck of dust floating through an unfathomably ginormous universe and i'm only going to be here uh as like this human for like what another 50 60 years just let it go if your family fires him they fire him like i could die in a car crash tomorrow driving somewhere boom gone like sometimes just thinking about that helps me to put things a little bit into perspective mm-hmm. like i'm just a tiny and really the only thing that matters is that i'm happy and my relationships with others are those fulfilling and am i maybe doing a doing some good in the world like that's it other little things can fall into place or fall away some just thinking about that video helps me sometimes yeah i think that's cool yeah. All right. Let's jump to a quick commercial break and then we'll come right back. We are supported by Carev. One of my goals this year is to be healthier and to just feel better. Dare I say I feel drained and weak most of the time. And I thought along with exercise, along with hydrating more, I wanted to be better about taking some really good supplements for my body. I love having a company like Care of to take care of me. I see what you did there. Yeah. Yeah. Here's how it works. The first thing that I had to do was take a short online quiz and answer some questions about my diet, my health goals, and my lifestyle. And then really quickly, Care of recommended a list of vitamins and supplements specifically for my health needs and goals. They had a great multivitamin option for me as well as a vitamin D supplement and an iron supplement. And of course, Care Of is celebrating women this Women's History Month as moms, partners, business owners, women have a lot on their plate. Small routines like drinking a glass of water, taking your vitamins, or adding collagen to your morning coffee can go a long way in helping you prioritize your health and self-care. We have a special offer for you guys. You can get 50% off your first Care Of order. Go to TakeCareOf.com and enter code TAKINGSIDES50. That's TakeCareOf.com and enter code TAKINGSIDES50 for 50% off your first Care Of order. You guys, in 2021, it's definitely okay to talk about our mental health and happiness. Humans aren't meant to keep everything inside. It makes us sick, and therapy really does help. But what is therapy exactly? Well, it's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help. Maybe you're feeling insecure in a relationship or at work. Maybe you're not dealing well with stress. Whatever you need, don't be ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't even have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you in order to get help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video or phone or even live chat discussions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It is much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really about. See if it's for you because you are your greatest asset. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Taking Sides listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash taking sides. That's betterhelp.com slash taking sides. This next one is 
uh, called Job Loss After Eight Years, OMG, all caps, five exclamation points. Hey Dashies, I need some advice. My boyfriend lost his job. A little bit of a background. We have been living together for six years. We own a house in the country on three acres. Oh, Jealous. Stop it. We have 17 fur children. Oh, Holy cow. She raises farm? English bulldogs, American bullies, and that's a passion of hers. Wow, they have a lot of bulldogs. Mm-hmm. On Remember, three acres. Dallin and I randomly went to. I like wouldn't want the bulldogs, great... but I would appreciate the three acres. Remember when we randomly went? It was my friend was taking her dog to the groomer in Washington, and the groomer bred Great Pyrenees, and we like drove down this beautiful, like it looked like Elrond Hill in Washington into the forest, and all through the forest were these majestic, large white unicorn dogs. Just that's my one experience with a dog breeder besides the one where we got Dash. <laughs> It was Side in story. Washington with these giant like, trees. Dallin we were, and I were just like, where are we? It was like the witch's cabin in Brave. Yeah. Just like this mystical little cabin with all these but beautiful giant white dogs. But then there were these like lion dogs. dogs everywhere. Yeah. Okay. Um, Anyways. Her boyfriend has really been struggling with mental health over the past year. He's been extremely unhappy at his previous job. Eight years as a service parts manager at a power sports dealership. It is a blessing in disguise, I'm sure, that he was fired. But also very stressful. We have been motivated to transition him into a full-time suspension and engine motorsports shop. Okay. Okay. From our home within our garage. He has been thrown into this. Oh, with, like start your own business kind of thing? Oh, uh, maybe. With not as much of a financial cushion as we had hoped. The job market in Oklahoma is slim to none for his field. He has been very resilient opening an eBay store, Amazon store, online parts, helmet sales. That's awesome. Um, combing dirt and bike forums for want ads and has increased dirt bike repair work from our home. That's so cool. Sweet. Good for him. Keep I, in mind, I, like, it, Dallin and I worked for like two and a half years. For free. For free. Like, these things, our he second, sounds like he's doing... That was, I had a day job and yeah. then we just hustled like in the afternoons and nights to do this. It sounds like he's doing everything good and right and he's working hard and he's like keeping his like head down and not giving up and kind of like trying to find different avenues to bring in business That's it sounds like he's doing everything doing all right. the, the grind that every entrepreneur does if you listen to dave ramsey the only thing dave ramsey would tell him is like i think of bill gates in his garage yeah oh dave the only thing like we listened to dave ramsey religiously when we were starting our own business and all he said was don't like unless you're in a position where you can cover all your bills and stuff maybe he picks up like a side gig dave was like there's nothing at all shameful about being a pizza delivery guy you make good solid money and and like it gives you the time and the like what do you call like it just gives you time and some funds to start your own business and do what really matters to you but it look you might be able to he might not need to with you guys working together she says she works for two full-time jobs she works at local hospital as a med tech and she teaches teaches night biology labs at osu oh cool oklahoma state this has been a blessing for us financially but she fears that it could lead to resentment in the future because she's really wanting him to be able to contribute so she's having a lot of anxiety about this like is he going to try to move away will the home shop work out Um, the the loss of his large salary like she's asking what do we have any advice on how she can support him during this time aside from monetarily i don't want to nag him about unemployment and job hunting i think like I don't know the situation. I don't know how much downtime he has. I mean, I think it's very like normal for you to go out to him and say, 
working these two jobs is burning me out so hard. Like, And I believe in you. I believe in you so much, but I don't know how much longer I can do this. I'm thinking about quitting this one job for me. Or do you think you'd be able to pick up something part-time? Like, I don't think there's anything... I mean, like, Dallin and I have these conversations. I don't know. I don't think that's a weird conversation. Like, hey, and you can make it all about you. Like, hey, FYI, just letting you know, like, this one job is too much. Like, I, the two jobs is too much. I'm just going to do one. Yeah, like, like, what do you think? How, what do you think we should? Do you think we can do that? How, do, how can we do that? Can you help me do that? Like when I think about those first few years where I was working all day during the day at my day job, you're home with the kids and vlogging. Then I would come home and then I would go to like a wedding shoot because of my second job that was bringing in money with doing being a wedding videographer while also trying to build up the vlog. Like that was too much. It was almost, it was, it was literally too much. Like we were so freaking stressed. There was, there was a, we, that we we went to therapy for a year after that. It was literally too much. Elon Musk said the same thing about his life. He, like, yeah, he's at where he's at today, but he said he literally had too much. And our biggest issues were I had his family struggled towards you, he, and you had resentment towards me. Yeah, and it was all valid resentment. Like, I felt like I was doing too much at home, and you weren't like helping enough or excited enough about the vlog and I was like pulling this cart that you were like not excited about and yours was like like you're doing so much and I'm not I'm asking too much more of you kind of I was like geez I've been working all day you think that it's like I'm just getting a break when I leave for work yeah and and like like I was the same way like I was working all day and I was like can't just like come on, like, this is our dream we agreed on. Let's do it together. Yeah. So, man, that was a lot of stress. And I'm sure you're feeling it. And we didn't So just know that you're not alone. All of the best entrepreneurs, I guess, not saying that we are the best entrepreneurs in the world, but all of the entrepreneurs who have, quote unquote, like, made it, uh, have gone through the same thing. It's just such a hard time, that in-between time where you're not getting a big return. And you can't quit the things you want to quit because they're the things that are keeping you alive so that you can, you know, like work for free on the thing you want the most. Uh I would hope that like your husband has like big goals and he has models, business, uh, like models of that he wants to model his business after uh, examples that he wants of successful people that he wants to model his business after that he's asking him questions, patterning his, his you know, practices after them. Yeah, I hope like that when he, he tells has, you about it, are I hope you... he has mentors or, and he's not just like, I hope, I don't know anything about this industry, just but like I'm winging it and, you know, like I hope shuffling that he around has like a solid plan. And like we talked with people in the industry and we, we went to trainings and we had a solid plan and a vision and we were just all that starving stuff. for success. So I would hope that, yeah, like I would we hope were that your not husband has all those things lined up. around at all. Like there was no downtime. Like if there was downtime, we were looking up ways to fill our downtime with things to help us move forward faster. Um, so I think, and it was too much, but I also think that's what got us through. Like Dallin would come, like we believed, I believed in the videography business. Like Dallin killed it. Like it was always on his mind, like trying to make it bigger and better and help it grow on Google. Like when we didn't have a wedding, we had a whiteboard and we like wrote out our vision, like think and grow rich Napoleon Hill says to do. And like, had our goals about how much money we want to be making by next year. Like we 
believed so hard and, and we just worked so freaking and when hard there wasn't a lot of wedding business like there were times when we didn't have a lot to do on a couple weeks like dallin was hitting the seo and dallin was like interning for other big wedding videographers and we were like making vlogs to help the wedding videography business like reach new clientele and then we did the same with the vlog like once we were like oh this vlog can like support us too if we didn't have like ideas we were searching youtube and google for ideas on what we could do for a vlog or s watching successful vloggers and trying to see what they did with their videos to make them engaging mm. or commenting to thousands of people trying to get people who watch youtube to see our name and click on our name and then see our videos yeah so if you want like if you have solid examples of people who are making a, an amazing living doing what your husband is trying to do then just try and figure like, out what they're doing try and steal mentor their under them mentor take under them, them to lunch ask them questions and then lay out specifically what your goals are for this business that you're starting what you want to do what your plans are for getting there and then just Beat work them in so prices, hard like, at charge it. less work do so hard for free. at it and just be better and also take advantage of like social media to grow your business because it's crazy what you can do now so like just sending out sending out TikToks and Instagram stories about what your husband's working on today, what he has for sale, what like like a project that he's working on before and after. Cool stuff like that can go viral and drive traffic to your husband's website and all that cool stuff. For books, I would recommend reading um, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill and Crush It by Gary Vaynerchuk and Crushing It by Gary Vaynerchuk. Those are three solid entrepreneur books. The and then 10X by Grant Cardone. Yeah, we don't know a lot about his line of work. It sounds like it's a lot online and then a lot word of mouth. Like the biggest thing you can do is just hound people who could be your clients. I don't know if there's companies or businesses or just like, like see see where your clubs. clients. Yeah, find them and and offer to do incredible high quality work for them yeah. for less. Like be straight up with them. Be like, hey man, I'm starting my own business. I'm so qualified and so good. I want your business. Like I'm willing to to charge you X percent less, like people mm -hmm. will, will take a chance on you if you give them a reason to take a chance on you. Yeah, so if you and, think it's a solid business model and you're just in the building phase, like just work as hard as you can and try to see the bigger picture and believe so hard that it's gonna work out if you have like a solid model, a solid goal, and you have a solid plan to get there. Like just believe so hard and, and work at it together and try to, like you said, you're still trying to get out of like at least once a week to have a date and stuff like that. Make that a a must have a one one night a week where you drop everything and focus on your marriage because that's so important. Just one night, few hours, drop everything else and focus on your marriage because that has to be that has to be there for other things yeah. to fall into place. At too. the end of all this, when you guys are both killing it in your respective jobs, you want to look back on this time hopefully and be like, we worked so hard. And he and, he, and, we and I still like each no, other. No, and like like you want him to think she was so great. Like I will forever be grateful for how for much support. she believed in my dream and helped me. And you want, and he wants you to look back on this time, and for you to think like he worked so hard and he still was like so dedicated on like helping me with my stuff and being there for me and connecting with me, and like I always knew I was so important to him even though he had so much busy stuff to do. Like you want to look back on this and, and you'll feel like, oh my gosh, that was the grind. Like I never want to do that again. But also, oh my gosh, how lucky are we that we had each other? Yep. 
versus like, I mean, Della and I had that and we like, you know, like we're happy and married, but we kind of look back on that time. We're like, oh my gosh, that was the worst time of our life. And you would never guess that from watching the vlogs. And the worst At least part I don't of think our so. marriage. And we almost didn't make it out of that. And thank goodness for therapy because we had so much like baggage to unpack from I that I just wish time. we went to therapy so much earlier. You just look, you don't know what you don't know what you don't know. You know, sometimes you know what it's you don't know, things, like, but you don't know what you don't know that you don't know. It's just nice to have a therapist say while you're sitting next to your spouse, how are you? And instead of like railing on him or like he th him thinking you're nagging on him you're just answering the therapist and you're saying i'm really struggling right now like i'm feeling really alone i'm feeling really overworked yada yada yada, yada. and then the therapist will turn to your husband and say wow like did you know she was feeling that way and he'll say no or yes and and then you'll just sit there and it won't be like you forcing anything on him it's just you guys decide to go to therapy and this came up in therapy and you're working on it and being enlightened and being given Gosh. like helpful ways like, to communicate that and work through that and how there, to help there are this tools. thing not be a crazy issue that destroys your marriage. Yeah. There are tools that help people live together happily and in love. I just didn't learn them for a long time. And there are also tools to manage the voice in your head, to manage your thoughts, to think healthily, to or, have self-esteem. And to change bad habits. And to change bad habits, change bad thoughts, automatic negative thoughts, negative stories you've been telling yourself your whole life. What if you didn't have to believe those anymore? What if you changed the story, the prompt, the automatic stories in your head and started feeling a lot better? Like those are things that I hope to be able to help people do as a therapist. And that definitely helped us. Yeah. I mean, we made a new rule book for our marriage, like changed roles, how we thought of each other. Like mm -hmm. it did a like we're not like not getting into details, but like Dallin does not think of me how I used to think of me. And I do not think of him how I used to think of him. Which is great. Which is so great. Okay, good luck. And just crush it together. And just do things to be on the same team, not putting each other oh, against each other. And don't be afraid to change your dream. Like we started out wanting to be wedding videographers and we ended up being YouTubers. And we pivoted. Don't be afraid to pivot if you're not, if you're not feeling it or if you get a, a greater idea from this thing that you've started yeah the biggest part is just to get the plane up in the air and once it's in the air it can turn really easily side note you should start a tiktok and an instagram and just feature your bulldog puppies all day have you seen the instagram page of chunk the bulldog the the chunk the the gopher oh that's what i was gonna say i my one of my favorite accounts is chuck the groundhog and then i follow another one and she just has a farm literally it's just a video every day of, of the chuck. groundhog eating food it makes my life better but it's just so cute and you have bulldogs and you People have love so many bulldogs. bulldogs you should start a tiktok here's what i do in the day day in the life of a bulldog breeder like that tiktok would go viral if it was yeah, interesting and just show and, the cutest silliest moments and just have a buy a little camera with a 50 millimeter prime lens and or just take, your phone start with your phone start with your phone eventually you can buy a little dslr with a 50 millimeter prime lens and take just beautiful photos of your bulldogs and just start a bulldog instagram and a bulldog on like Insta uh, TikTok and you can push those to your Facebook page easy and like boom maybe your business will grow faster than your yeah. husband's who knows my favorite Instagram account is called Wildwood Farm I could watch her all day and she just has this little hobby farm and she goes out and feeds and pets her animals all day and I feel like I know them yep. I know ever I know her pig and I know her chickens. I know, like, I know every animal she has. I know Harriet the goat. And I love seeing Harriet the goat. And yeah. it's just like you, 
I don't know if you want to do this, but like you think it's like no one would watch it. And I literally, my favorite Instagram account is watching this lady go feed her animals and tell me about how silly they are every day. Yep. And then once you get to like, you know, 20,000 followers, 20, 30,000 followers, you start reaching out to brands and they might start sending you stuff for free. Plus like you and might then 30, 40,000 followers. With people who want your dogs. Oh yeah, totally. And yeah, not to mention you'll find people to buy your, your dogs, that you, your beautiful companies? dogs that you're breeding. There is so much money in pets. And then like 40, 50,000 followers, you'll start to get people reaching out to you offering free stuff, 70, 80,000 followers. Like you're making a solid living past a hundred thousand followers. Like companies have to pay you in order to show anything on your stories or your posts. Like it's, um, and that can happen within just a few years. Like if you have like a niche, like, like pets, like people love bulldogs. Your bulldogs rocking around the farm. I would watch that all day. This is us just rambling about the the industry that we know about. Okay, cool. Well, thanks for, uh, Thanks for writing in and good luck and crush it. This life is exciting. Okay. Thanks for hanging out with us, you guys, as always. And we will see you next week here on Taking Sides with the Dashleys. <gasps> next Please week send we'll be in, in our email. trailer. Yeah, we'll be in our trailer. We're heading out to Texas, going down to Arizona, <laughs> Texas, coming back up through Colorado Dude, next and Moab. Week we'll be in the... Wiki up, yeah. Arizona. <laughs> okay. Email us, uh, takingsideswiththedashleys at gmail.com. We love hearing from you. Oh, oh, oh. We, since we're going camping, we want to know your funny camping stories. Craziest things that have happened to you camping. Send weirdest things. Biggest fights you've been in. Happiest moments. Send us your camping stories. So yeah. <laughs>